How many of you want to go to heaven? Okay, that's great. That's everyone, I guess, pretty much. Now, when you go to heaven, I don't know how many things you want to do or things you want to see or things that you want to try. Um, but let me ask you a question. If you go to heaven, what food would you like to eat first? I was thinking about manna. It would be really nice to see and, and taste that, what it would taste like. And what about the fruit of life? Want to try that? What does the Bible say what it looks like? The tree of life, what does it look like? In Revelation 22, verse 2 gives us the description of what it looks like. In that river of life, the tree of life is on both sides. Uh, and Ellen White actually says that the bottom branch or the bottom trunk is on, on either side, but actually it's one tree. And it bears how many fruits? 12 different fruits. Bearing one like fruit each month. So I, am, I was thinking, how is that possible? And that would be very, very interesting to see what kind of fruit that there is. And I hope, I hope the tree of life has mango trees, or mango fruit. And I want <laughs> durian on it. <laughs> I want mangosteen on it too. And yeah, I want apples and cherries and all that, but I, I really wish that it would have durian. Like, how many of you are agreeing? <laughs> and many of you are like, no, 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 no durian. <laughs> but I want it. But I was thinking, how is it possible for one tree to bear 12 different fruits? But you know what? That actually is possible. I want to show you a video of a guy named um, Sam Ben Akin, who actually invented or developed a tree like that. I'll show you the video. Volume? Yeah. The Tree of Forty Fruit is a single fruit tree that grows over 40 different varieties of stone fruits, including peaches, plums, apricots, nectarines, cherries, and this year we'll know if it grows almonds. Throughout the, the majority of the year, it's a normal looking fruit tree until spring when it blossoms in all these variegated tones of pink and white and crimson. This is my nursery. I keep dwarf stock trees where over the past five years, I've methodically taken all of the heirloom, antique, and native species and grafted them onto my trees. I take one of the varieties from one of my stock trees, put it onto a root structure. I take a sliver off of, a, off of one of the trees that includes the bud. I insert it into a like-size incision in the working tree, tape it, let it sit and heal in all winter, and then I prune it back and hope that it grows. I work with over 250 varieties of stone fruit now. What I've done is I've created this sort of comprehensive timeline of when they blossom in relationship to each other so that that way I can design and essentially sculpt a tree and how it blossoms. I look at the Tree of Forty Fruit as an artwork, a research project, and a form of conservation. In some small way, I'm creating my own type of diversity and preservation. Okay, so what do you think about this Tree of Forty Fruit? Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Did you see the picture of how it blossomed? All different colors on one tree, and it's one tree but it bears more than 40 different kinds of fruits. That's 
amazing. That's mind-boggling. It's just, I was blown away when I found this. So basically what it is is that this guy would um, have trees that bear different fruits. He will cut out branches, graft each branch to that main tree trunk, and it he would design it in a way that, so that the colors of the flowers and the fruits will be balanced. And he designs the whole tree. So when it blooms, it, the flowers look amazing, and he will be able to eat 40 different kinds of fruits from one tree. And I was thinking, wow, that, that is very, very interesting and amazing how he has done it. But basically, that's what he did. And I want to tie that in with what we want to study today in John chapter 15. John 15, verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. And I'm going to skip to verse 4. Abide in me, and I in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me, and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So this is a famous verse that we just read. And also, this is one of the seven famous I am phrases in the book of John. I am. So that word I am in Greek is ego eimi. And in Hebrew, that is uh, anihu. And that verse actually is found in, uh, or copied, found from Exodus 3.14, which the story of Moses when he went to see the burning bush. And God calling him, calling Moses to go back to Egypt to deliver his people out of the bondage. And Moses is like, no, 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 I can't go. And he's like, no, you are going. He's like, no, I can't go. The, the, the arguing, right? And Moses says, okay, so if I go, what should I tell them that who sent me? And the answer God gave him was, I am that I am. Ani who? That's that I am phrase. And the New Testament copies, or John, copies that phrase in Greek, ego eimi. And this is one of the phrases, I am the vine. Okay, so the other phrases is John 15, 1, I am the true vine. And John 6, 20 says, it is I, don't be afraid. When Jesus was walking on water, disciples got afraid, and Jesus said, it is I. That same phrase, ego eimi. And John 8, 12, it says, I am the light of the world. And John 10, 7, it says, I am the door of the sheep. And John 10, 11, I am the good shepherd. And John eleven twenty five, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. John 14, 6, it says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So these are the I am phrases in the book of John, and this is one of them. And when you think about this connection, grafting, and the true vine, Christ, and the Bible says the, the vine, true vine is who? It is Christ. It is Christ. And who is the gardener? God the Father is the gardener. Who are we? We are the branches. Branches. So, have you seen the tree trunk bearing fruit? 
No. Which part of the tree bears fruit? The branches. So that means, is Christ supposed to bear fruit? No. Christ is the tree trunk. We are connected to the trunk, we branches, and then it's us that bearing fruit. Okay? Now, let's think about this, this tree of 40 fruit. And I think this is a really good picture here because the tree of life has something similar. And I'm, I'm, I bet, I haven't, I don't know this guy personally, but I bet he got this idea from this Revelation 22. <laughs> I think so. But it's amazing how he did it, though. But if you think about it, this is how it works. The tree branch by itself cannot do anything. The branch has to be cut off from its own tree so that it is disconnected from yourself. And then it is now grafted to the true vine. You know how grafting process works? You might have seen a little glimpse of what, what it looked like in the video. You will cut off, slice off a branch from a tree, then you will graft it to another kind of tree that can support and provide nutrients to that branch. And as long as the branch is connected to the vine, it's going to receive nutrients, sap, and it would bud, it would bear fruit. And what kind of fruit does it bear? Does it bear the fruit of the trunk or the branch? The branch, thus 40 different kinds of fruits. But the main source is what? The trunk. That's how it works. That's how it works. So I want to read from um, Review and Herald, November 9, 1897. I, I'm, I'm quoting from this book a few different times, but from the same book. It says, the branches in the true vine are the believers who are brought into oneness by connection with the vine. So this is the branches are the believers brought into oneness by connection with the vine. So we as believers of this church, we are brought into what? Oneness. In by connection with the vine. So we as church members are brought into oneness. Are we one church family, friends? Yes, we are. We are one church family. And we are connected to the vine through grafting. Through grafting. So that's what we are trying to achieve as one church. Okay? So a lot of times we look at each other and say, hey, you look different than I am. You speak a different language than I am, and you like different food than I am. I said, I like durian, but some of you said, no, 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 no. <laughs> but some, some of you said, yes. So we are all different. But is that bad? No, that's perfectly fine. Because we achieve oneness by connecting, connection with the vine. We are connected to that one vine, one source. But we must be different. Because the gifts, the personalities, the values that God has given us to each and every one of us is all different, all special, all great. That's how we are. But let me ask you a question. When you are grafted 
to the main branch, main, no, to the main trunk, the connection. If the connection is loose, is that going to work? No. If that connection is about to fall out, fall off, then you cannot bear fruit. You have to be connected. As the, as the sermon title today says, abide in me. That's what Christ is calling us to be. Abide in me. Be connected to me. So I can provide support all the nutrients you need, all the spiritual strength you need. As long as you are, abide, uh, you are abiding in me, then that's what's going to happen. When the branch is grafted to the tree, it looks like there's nothing happening at the beginning. Especially the first few months, it looks like there's nothing. It looks like the branch is dead. Because you're not going to graft a branch that has fruits and leaves and everything hanging there. Because it's, it's not going to support it. It has to survive first. So it's going to cut up, prune everything off, take all the fruits out, take most of the leaves out, and just going to connect it, graft it. So at the beginning, you don't see anything. But as long as it's connected, what's happening? The sap is flowing through. And when you receive the sap, and it starts growing. That's what's happening. So at the beginning, it may seem like there's nothing happening. But eventually, as long as you are connected, then the tree branch will grow and it will bear fruit. The connection of the branches with one another and with the vine constitutes them a unity. But this does not mean uniformity in everything. So, Yes, we are different. We are different. Someone will bear apples. Somebody will bear pears. Someone will bear cherries. Somebody will bear prunes. Someone will bear peaches. We are all different. All different colors, different flavors, different tastes, but we do bear fruit from the same source. That's exactly the picture of our church constitutes a unity but does not mean uniformity in everything but sometimes we look at each other and say you know that person works differently than i do that person may may have different idea than i do i don't like that no we should embrace one another because we are all one branch we're all one tree if you say you know what i like this branch but i don't like that branch that's not going to work. You, that's a self-destructive mindset because we are all one in Christ. So that's what we need to do as one branch of God or one tree of God. And let me, uh, I'm reading on. Branches cannot blend into each other individually separate, yet each branch must be in fellowship with every other if they are united in the same parent stock. So I like this passage too in, in Review and Herald. It says, branches cannot blend into each other. So if you were to blend all the branches into one, does that make one nice branch? No. It's going to destroy all the branches. 
So as a matter of fact, we are supposed to be different. Different ages, so age gap, generation gap, cultural gap, language gap, we welcome that because that's who we are. That's how it is like, it, that's what it will be like in heaven. So, well, I'm not, I'm not criticizing, criticizing all the churches that have groups. Like, you know, you have Chinese church that all speak one language or uh, white church or African-American church or Vietnamese church or Brazilian church. I'm not criticizing all of that. But in this world, we are like this. But in heaven, guess what? You know, that's why our church represents that heaven really well because we all have a mixture of everything in our church. <laughs> but that's what that looks like. We all have differences, but we all work together as one unity. And how does that work? What's the key to of that success of that tree of 40 fruit? That they all are grafted into one trunk, one main trunk, which is according to John 15, who is that tree trunk? It's Christ. It is Christ. And who is working on grafting? Who is the gardener? It is God. If you try to cut off the branch and say, you know what, I don't like this branch, let me cut this up. If you cut it, you are acting, you are playing who? You're playing God. It is God who needs to cut off and graft. It is not us. It is not our job to say, you know what, I don't like this branch, I don't like that branch, oh, I like this branch, I'm going to keep this side, I'm going to keep that. No, it's not that. It is what we need to surrender our will to God and let God deal with that. If God needs to take away some part of me, a bad part of me, saying, you know, like laziness or covetousness or selfishness, God is going to cut that out and say, you know what, Joshua, you need this part. And he's going to graft me into Christ. And as long as I'm grafted to the tree, I'm growing. That's what, what's important. And verse 4, abide in me and I in you. So we, we heard this verse so many times. You read it so many times. We studied so many times. How can we, literally, how can we abide in Christ? I mean, we read about it. We all know. How, but how can we do that? How can we abide in Christ? That's what we need to know. How can we abide in Christ? So we can live, we can bear fruit. That answer is found in the next chapter, John 6, verse 63. Let me read. It says, The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Or another expression in King James Version says, They are Spirit and they are life. It says, What is spirit what is giving life it says the words i have spoken to you are the spirit and they are the life so friends what is the key how can we receive the sap how can we live it is the word 
of God. The words that Jesus has spoken are the keys. So yes, we say, yes, we are grafted. I, I got baptized, I come to church, and I go to church every week, and I sit there and I listen to sermons, and I go attend the Bible studies, and that's what we think we have. But it says we need to receive the word of God that Jesus has spoken. When we do that, when we receive the word of God, then we have life. Friends, what did I say? What does the Bible say? We have to receive what? The word of God. That is the key. If the branch is grafted to the main tree trunk, it receives the sap. And there's a communication between the tree trunk and the branch, the new branch. And that is the word of God, friends. That is the word of God. Now, let me show you the two quotations that I got. If you can flip through the next page on Proclaim. Okay, let's all read it together. Did you read this page 390, the third paragraph? It says, the life, everyone together, the life of Christ that gives life to the world is in his word. Is it clear? Yes, it's plain, it's clear. We have to receive the word of God. That is what gives life to this world. So, friend, how can we receive life? We have to receive the word of Christ. How do we do that? How do we do that? The Bible. Now, I have to be honest. I'm a pastor, but still, I don't think I read the word of God every day enough. I don't know. You don't have to raise your hand, but... Do you think you need to read the Bible and read Ellen White's writings or spiritual, the Word of God more in your life? If you think so, that's, that's what we are lacking. That's what we need to do. We need to have the word of, word of God in our life. That's what's giving life to us. That's what it means to be grafted. That's what it means to remain in God. Next paragraph. Our High Calling, page 208, verse um, the sixth paragraph. It says, The truth is to be partaken of every day. Thus, we eat the words of Christ, which he declares our spirit and life. The accept acceptance of the truth will make every receiver a child of God, an heir of heaven. So we have to receive, we have to partake of the word of God. How often? every day whether that will be in the morning or during the day or at night whether that will be you you listening to the podcast or whether that will be reading the word of god or whether that will be you driving and listening to something but we have to receive the word of god every day if you stop eating food period how long can you survive you can survive a few days i try fasting I lasted two days, and I, was, I, I almost fainted. <laughs> like, fasting is not for me. I can't do it more than three days. But we know for sure that you can survive. Like, there are people who survived without eating for, like, days and even weeks. And we know that in the Bible, there are many characters, including Jesus, survived 40 days without eating. Yeah, you can survive, but eventually you will die. 
same thing. You can survive without eating the word of God for maybe for weeks, maybe for months. Some people pretend they are alive for years not eating the word of God. Yeah, because you come here and sit here at church and say, yeah, I'm a good Christian. We can pretend, we can fake it. But deep down in our heart, we need the word of God to survive, to receive. You know, so when you receive the Holy Spirit, when you receive the word of God, and when you have this sap in us, then this is one thing. When you come down to church, when you, when you meet other people, and when you see other people having the same spirit, having the same kind of, of joy by reading the Word of God, by, by partaking this, this gift that God has given us in the Word of God, do you think people will recognize each other? Yes. At first, you may not know it, but when you see someone, somebody having joy in their life, somebody getting excited about the Word of God. And when you talk to that person, talk to him or talk to her, you will realize that you have resonance. Something resonates and say, you know what? I can relate to you because we have experienced the same spirit. That's what it is. When you come to church and you realize the other person, oh, I see another, another branch. Yes, you bear apples, I bear watermelon. Yes, we are different. But, but when you talk, yes, we realize we have benefited from the same sap. Amen. That's the key. You realize that we have the same spirit, the resonance, because we have the same spirit. The tree of 40 fruits. I think this is the picture that we have to have at our church. We may be different, but we bear the fruit, different fruits, but we realize that we have the same spirit. Yes, the worship ministry, education ministry, the fellowship ministry, the family ministry, the outreach ministry, the deacon ministry, whatever ministry that we have, we all bear different fruits. Yes, some to minister to, to us in reach, but some to reach out. Some to help others, some to do other things, some to help our church worship to go well, some to help to reach out to another country, some to do medical ministry. We all work differently, but in one spirit. We are all united, but not uniformly. That's who we are. So friends, is it your desire to be connected to Christ? Yes? Is this your desire to bear fruit of the Holy Spirit? What do we need to do? We need to receive the Word of God. How often? Daily. How many of you want to say, you know what, God, I want to study the Word of God every day in my life? Yes, it is challenging. It is difficult. Yes, we are busy. I know we are, and we are, we are tempted with the phones and devices, with emails, work, and family, and all the things that are going on around the world. Yes, it is tempting. And I'm talking to myself as well. We need to devote our time in studying the Word of God. I pray that we, will, we would all study the Word of God, and we would be grafted, firmly grounded, grafted to this main branch, so we will bear fruit. Let us pray.
Father God in heaven, we thank you so much for reminding us of who you are and who we are. We are supposed to bear fruits, but Lord, when we have the wrong spirit, we can resonate with someone else who have the wrong spirit. Lord, we do not want that. We want to resonate with people who have the spirit of Christ. So Lord, we pray that will, you will help us to be firmly grafted to the main tree trunk, the true vine, so that we can receive nutrient, spiritual nourishment from you, so that we can bear fruit, because the main trunk is not going to bear fruit. It is us that we need to bear fruit. So Lord, we pray that you will help us to bear fruits of worship ministry, family ministry, fellowship ministry, outreach ministry, and all the ministries that we have at our church help us to bear fruit. Yes, we may be different, but we are connected in one, in Christ. So Lord, we pray that you will help us to study the word of God daily. Help us to resonate in Christ. Bless us, Lord, so that we can all be ready. We can all go to heaven and we can all celebrate by the tree of life our experience of here on earth, here at San Diego Central Church. Bless us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise team, please come on up.